This is Transistor.fm. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the, well, hold on, I wasn't reading it. <clears throat> Start over. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 2020. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson, and I think I'm losing my voice again. Follow along as we build Transistor.fm. Were you screaming too loudly on Saturday when Biden won the election? <laughs> or what was happening? I mean, there was definitely a lot of cheering going on in Canada. Uh, yeah, I me mean, too. The, there's definitely folks who support uh, Trump here, which I, have, I, have, I do not understand it, but his politics do have appeal outside of the U.S., but the vast majority of Canadians that I know and love uh, are pretty happy to see him out of the White House. Unfortunately, 70 million people still voted for him here, so I think we still have a long way to go. Yes. Yeah. And we'll try not to get into too much but of that because I've, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've been on Twitter, like, just yeah. fighting too much, I think. Was a nice. It, it was a nice moment of joy, though, for at least. For oh a while. yeah, I mean, just seeing everyone celebrate, and I'm. Uh, see, I can't. I can't help myself but get into it. <laughs> we don't. Have um, yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's just maybe keep there's going. light let's at the end keep... of the tunnel. Let's <laughs> leave it at that and move on. Oh man. Um. So, but I am relieved. I think it is going, especially domestically. And when I say domestically, I mean. Uh, well, yeah, domestically, but also for the world economy, I think uh, a new administration is going to be welcome. Uh, I am worried about the economy, uh, and I'm and connected to the economy is COVID nineteen, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, there's just a bunch of things that really need to be addressed. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping. I mean, and there's even a new administration, this is going to be difficult to manage all of this. There's, there's, yeah, uh, there's always a transition. It's kind of COVID's kind of getting out of control. So it'll be a bumpy winter. And what, what's, what's amazing to me is how many people are starting businesses still. And in certain categories, how well businesses are doing. I keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, okay, when is, you know, when is like the next wave of economic despair going to come? Right. I mean, I think there's a delayed, you know, there's going to be a delay, I think, in terms of other larger corporations doing lay rounds of layoffs. Um, certainly certain industries have been fine and have even improved, but other ones have been just decimated. I don't know what, mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen this winter as far as travel and leisure and restaurants and music venues and all these other mm -hmm. places that, you know, employ a lot of people. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, we're seeing anyone really in the 
I, I guess we'll call it the online creator or online maker category. These categories are really on fire right now. Yeah. And I, I, I've kind of like openly wondered how soft that market is. Meaning if, if a lot of those folks are using their personal credit card to, you know, buy MailChimp so that they can start an email newsletter or, uh, you know, pay Squarespace so they can start a blog. Uh, how soft is that market? You know, like how um, uh, fragile is it? Yeah, we've we've seen it a little bit with Transistor. I mean, we've had we've had people who bought a subscription a year ago on a yearly basis, and it mm-hmm. recently uh, expired or was about to you know re up for another year. And a lot of people have reached out and said, "Hey, we can't really actually make this work this year. We got to cancel it." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've seen that. I, it's it's out there and I, I get it. Yeah, it's out there, but it still doesn't seem significant enough. And it's just, it is interesting, like how, like if you were in the travel industry, yeah, like this is not good. Uh, restaurant industry, not good, unless you're creating ways for restaurants to survive, mm-hmm. you know, like online ordering and things like that. But you, you always kind of wonder, like, as you're stacking these layers, when when the foundation of the layers starts to crumble, you know, how much is it crumbling? And when is that does that affect everyone who's built a business on top? So if we use restaurants as an example, you know, they're they're ordering food from food wholesalers, they're paying MailChimp for their email newsletter, they're paying Squarespace for their website. At what point does, you know, the restaurant industry collapsing? then kind of go up mm-hmm. the chain and then cause everything else. Yeah. I mean, I think you saw that with the auto industry in 2008, right? When it was kind of collapsing and it, but it also affected all the other small distributors who provided parts and labor for the larger car companies. So yeah, it's definitely. We, like you said, we've seen some folks like it, it maybe we've had some customers um, churn, but overall our churn rate or actually our churn rate is, low as low as it's ever been this might be instructive for people who are looking for opportunities i i think the the creator economy is is only going to grow and um you know when i like started doing like independent stuff like selling you know self published books and stuff like that i thought i was late then and now i'm just waking up to the fact that no this is just getting started the only people that were doing that before were people in the tech industry. And now this is expanding kind of beyond that niche. There's a lot of people who want to start their own business or want to release uh, creative work, whether it's a podcast, a blog, or a book, or a video, or anything. Like people want to do this. And the younger generation, like this is exactly what they want to do. They, they've been raised on YouTube influencers, right? Yeah, right. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how how big of a market this ends up being, but I, I think this is still very early. Um, and there's, you know, there's going to be a lot of people retiring early too, and they want to, they're going to want to be creating online. So it's not just young people. 
so yeah, it's something I'm just kind of thinking about. And I think, I think everybody, even if your business is doing good, you're kind of like, okay, like <laughs> what is going on out there? Yeah. It seems like a precarious, I don't know, situation at the moment. Yeah. And I think people are getting, you know, they're optimistic about this news that came out about a potential vaccine today, but that's obviously mm-hmm. not going to happen until the middle of summer anyway. But it, yeah, but yeah, it's uh, who knows? It's going to be a rough winter, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how we all cope because we've we've all been out in this nice weather mm-hmm. and being stuck inside, and then it's like you can't eat on restaurant patios and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why don't we quickly talk about stuff, new stuff we've released? Cause I, I think we, we haven't released an episode in a while and yeah. there's a bunch of new stuff in Transistor that's worth talking about. There is. Yeah. So first up we had the Zapier integration uh-huh. and this was an interesting one because we hired, um, our friend Mike to yeah. work with us on this. Yeah. So yeah, Mike worked on it. Um, it's great to work with him. So that, this is built on top of the API that we released, which we haven't actually fully released publicly yet. Um, yeah. So to sort of request access to it, which I don't know, that'll change at some point. We'll just turn it on for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. Feels, it feels like it's been battle tested enough yeah. already. People have built stuff on it. The yeah. Zapier integration is now using it. Yeah, it feels like we're... Yeah. That that API should just be turned on for everybody. Yeah, the Zapier, that was fun to work on uh, with Mike. I know it was, I think it was interesting for him because he kind of always wanted to build something on it and never had the opportunity and didn't know too much about how it worked, but obviously figured it out pretty quick. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So there's only a handful of things you can do with it through Transistor, but that even that handful of things you can do combined with other integrations uh just enables a ton of different things like things that i wouldn't even think of and other customers might think of but um it's mostly around episodes being published or created and uh if you have one of the enhanced private podcast uh, subscriptions there's a bunch of features around subscribers being added and removed or the ability to add or remove a subscriber so uh, it enables lots of different things. You know, if you add a subscriber on through Transistor, you can fire off an action that will do something somewhere else. Or if you have a new, let's say, Patreon subscriber, you can hook it into Transistor to add them to your private podcast automatically and have them be emailed. So I think there's a ton of possibilities. So it's going to be interesting to see what what people come up with. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of the cool thing about Zapier is that you're not limited by your own imagination. Now, the user, who in our case is the creator, and you know they're the ones who are doing creative things with yeah. Transistor, they get to be creative in how you know they want to use this, and they can stack a bunch of uh, integrations together, and you know they have it automate a bunch of tasks or. Uh, enable them to collect payments and have a private podcast. There's just so much cool stuff. Yeah. Or or if you're doing a corporate podcast, you could like notify a bunch of people by email and over Slack. Right. Yeah. We had someone today even ask about, they wanted to do something along the lines of, 
backing up their audio and images to S3 on Amazon automatically, but they're like, wanted us to build it into Transistor. And I'm like, ah, oh, you might be able to do that through Zapier. I don't know, but you can at least try it out. Like if a, whenever an episode is published, just have that thing grab the URLs for the audio and image files and use a Zap to like fire it off somewhere else, mm-hmm. which I think yep. is possible. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it. that's the other nice thing about it is it really does for a small team like ours, it it gives us the opportunity, like instead of us saying no all the time, we can say, you know what? It's probably possible to do yeah. what you want to do through Zapier. Yeah. And we don't have to build it or maintain it. We just have to build and maintain our API and then, you know, build and maintain this Zapier integration. So instead of us having to build hundreds or thousands of you know, different integrations and triggers and mm-hmm. automations, we can just build one thing. So yeah, this is really cool. People are already using it. Yeah. Uh, the next thing we released is podcast locked. Do you want to tell yeah. people what that is? This is a new XML tag for your RSS feed that is not really, it's not very widely supported. It's very new, um, but it, it kind of came out of the need for, people to be able to protect their RSS feeds a little better to have them not have them be automatically or not have them be imported into other services without their knowledge, which kind of depends on those other services supporting it, which mm-hmm. only, only a couple do. And they're pretty much only the smaller independent ones like us. Um, but it allows you to basically kind of like domain names, right? Where you can, you can go into transistor and say, I want to lock this podcast. It, it will put an RS or a XML tag in your feed that says this podcast is locked. If another f- service that supports it gets a request to import the feed, it will actually not let you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other, on the flip side of that, we won't import feeds that are locked. Uh, so you actually have to unlock it on your end before you're able to import it into our service. Um, and then related to that, we actually turned on uh, email verification too. So if you're importing an RSS feed, we actually send an email to the email that's listed in the RSS feed as the owner. Uh, and then that email has to be approved and clicked on and then the import can proceed. So yeah, kind of another step in the right direction. Um, I know places like Anchor, we're seeing a lot of RSS feeds imported. They were just being pirated and rebroadcast under a different name and all. It's just, Hey, do you want to start your own podcast? Head over to Transistor and use my coupon, transistor.fm slash Justin. You'll get 15% off your first year of podcast hosting. This actually gives me hope because, you know, the open ecosystem of RSS is messy. And one of the disadvantages is, you know, on a, on a owned platform like YouTube, they can lock down everything. Now, people still have illegal, like, you know, downloading apps and stuff, but it's just a lot harder to do. Mm-hmm. And with RSS, it's easy. All the enclosures are right there. Like you can just like go, yeah. go and find right. it. I mean, even, but, even with this lock tag, like you can still see the whole feed. If you, even if it's turned on, it's not mm-hmm. like, there's nothing stopping you personally from importing it and pulling things down. But yes. But what I like about it is to me, this is the right amount of flexibility and openness, but it's allowing us in the ecosystem to police it ourselves. So if this American life doesn't want people to be (laughs) like import their RSS feed wherever, 
<laughs> any reputable hosting provider now will not, you know, will will uh, recognize the locked tag. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been great. And it, it's actually kind of cool uh, that it's like I was working with other owners of other podcast platforms that do the same thing we do and everyone's cooperative and friendly and nice and like yes it's it no one's no one's trying to like you know prevent other people from doing this or steal people's customers it's it's great i think i think that shows kind of how healthy the ecosystem is and how well the businesses are doing Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe if, totally. maybe if businesses weren't doing well, it'd be a different scenario. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. When when <laughs> when when we get into the Hunger Games, we'll see how nice it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the big one. Easily submit your podcast to Spotify, Apple, and other podcast players. So a new distribution screen. Yeah. There's like a yeah. We didn't have this before. It was kind of all over the place. But there's one centralized distribution area now where you can kind of see where your podcast is submitted to and included in but also you know easily submit your podcast to several different directories and podcast apps uh it's a little messy some things are a little bit hacked together because there's just no good way to do it but um it does make things quite a bit easier for a number of services and a good starting point for a lot of people to be able to submit to a handful of places pretty much instantaneously after they add their first episode yeah, yeah, this is huge. There's a a Tesla podcast that just signed up. And I was kind of watching them because they were reaching out on Twitter. And then um, I was watching them sign up and upload their first episodes. And in the old days, we would have received like a bunch of customer support tickets. And they would have also been kind of stuck. Like they get their first episode up, but they don't get that magic of mm-hmm. being able to say, hey, this is where it is. And I just saw a bunch of tweets come through like, okay, everybody, it's up on Spotify. And then it's up on Podcast Addict, Breaker, Player, Listen Notes. So you know that they just went through and clicked each of those submit buttons in our, on our distribution list. And it's just so fast compared to what it was before. Yeah. And it gives you that that feeling as a user of, of joy you know it's just like i've created this thing and now i'm sending it out to the world on all these different channels um so i think like emotionally this was the most resonant uh you know feature we had people sharing it on twitter like oh look how easy this is this one's really cool yeah there's it's definitely a good start i think there's still still a handful of things i want to finish up as far as confusion around importing and switching hosts and things like that and um yeah, it's it's a good start, I think. Yeah. And uh, related, you created this distribution checklist. It's actually like an onboarding checklist. Yeah. It's just kind of an interstitial screen. Between, you know, you see if you, before you can submit your podcast to directories, it doesn't even let you do it. Um, it just tells you that, you know, you're missing artwork. You're missing, you know, you have to have at least one episode uploaded. You have to choose a category and choose a, a, a language for your RSS feed before you can submit it anywhere. So it prevents people from getting confused as to why maybe they're, if they're trying to submit to Apple podcasts and they're missing something, why, you know, what, what are they missing or just kind of prevents extra customer support, but also kind of, I don't know, let the people fill out their podcasts a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Actually sidebar. 
I'm not sure if this is related to the election. It probably is. But, and actually, I've also noticed that like Helen and Yutunde are getting to tickets um, just before I can even get there. So often I get to my office here on the West Coast and like all the tickets are gone. So I was trying to figure out like, is our volume down or are they just getting to tickets faster? Or is it the election? Or is it related to all these new features we just released, which <laughs> actually, you know, um, is reducing our support volume? Yeah, I mean, it could be, yeah, it could be any number of those. I mean, messages received is down month over month, but it's it's really hard to tell. Like, there's there could be so many, because it's also like our a sales channel. So right. I can't tell if, you know, if, if this is overall. I would imagine last week, especially, there's probably part of it was due to the election. Yeah, like October is down, but it's all kind of within the realm of, <laughs> there's nothing like dramatic, you know? Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens in November. But yeah, that those things, getting to release all of those at once, that was, that was pretty big for us. Like, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a long time coming and a lot of, a lot of interrupted work based on how our moods are feeling and how we were feeling, (laughs) how much we were able to do in a given day. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Should we talk about that a bit? Like just. I mean, I was, I mean, I, I think we were both kind of feeling it, but I was, there were weeks where I got almost nothing done because I was just stressed out about the state of the world and Mm -hmm. wasn't sleeping well and uh, would sit down to do work and just kind of poked around for a while. Yeah. I got, I got little things done. I would have to like take a break and just start something new. Like I didn't, I hadn't finished the distribution page yet. And then I started on um, updating how our importing process worked because, because I couldn't, focus on the other one yeah uh yeah there's a lot of a lot of wheel spinning happening i wonder if other people are better at this than we are like it just seems like there's some folks that and i don't know if this is better but you know i have some friends who are just able to ignore the world and just focus on work like Mm -hmm. they can continue to crank stuff out but for me personally like yeah when there's the state of the world to me like touches everything. And so, you know, whether I'm worrying about politics or climate change or whatever, um, yeah, sometimes it's just like, or if it's just something in my personal life, like it's it's hard for me to shut that off. Like if I feel crappy, <laughs> mm-hmm. it kind of like just permeates everything, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, or the we're we're human too. And I, I, and actually you said something that was, I think interesting, which is like, you were like, man, I'm so glad we have this recurring revenue business right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so stable. It a lot, Yeah. It really does allow you to step back and take a break or just like, I still felt bad about not being able to work and get much done, but like there's times where you just, you know, you can do customer support and that's enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. If, if your brain's not in it, then there's no sense f- trying to force yourself to, I don't know, be creative or get something done that just 
the work's going to be sloppy and not come out good or. Mm-hmm. Well, and really this is like, that's how you cause, that's how you get burnout, right? Is, right. is you push yourself beyond, you don't, you're not listening to your body. You're not listening to your soul and you're, you're just trying to like cram everything into this dark box in your, you know, in your heart and then get some work done. But for me, just the, like, I can see if we wanted to, what we could do to like grow 300% year over year. Like I can see that, that path, but there's just something really nice and sustainable about what we've built. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think there's so many people out there that want to build a business like this. We should definitely enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) while we have it. You know, like this is like what people, so many people want is I just want something that runs. And once it's up and running, like you work really hard and you get the right market, you get, you know, the product right. It, there's all these things that have to fall into place you know, a lifetime experience, a lifetime of experience, everything. But once you get here, it is okay to um, not, uh, you know, uh, be constantly guilting yourself because you're not working enough or whatever. Right. I think there's something nice about just being able to enjoy it and go, yeah, you know what? I'm not feeling good right now and I'm going to do whatever I can to yeah. take care of myself. Yeah. That said, I mean, it will. we will, I think, it does allow us to step back and um, either take a break or rethink things, but there probably will be a point where we're going to have to think about, and we have talked about this a little bit, kind of diversifying what we're offering. Cause I don't like the podcasting ecosystem. It's not going to be like this forever. Mm-hmm. Who knows what'll happen or when it'll change or what's going to change or if the bottom's going to drop out immediately, but not gonna, it's. I mean, we, I don't think we can depend on it staying like this forever. Yeah. Yeah. No. I've. I'm. I've definitely felt that. Um, and. Yeah. I don't want to. I definitely don't want to get apathetic either. There's like a tension between those things. I think diversifying is an interesting idea. Like, how do you diversify? As a bootstrapper. Mm-hmm. That'd be a good one if you're listening right now and you've got ideas reach out to us, let us know. How do you diversify as a bootstrapper? Some of that could be, you know, like Jason and David diversified. They took money off the table with Bezos. That's one way. Uh, You know, uh, Wildbit has multiple products. That's another Mm way. Uh, Some folks just take their earnings and invest it. Yeah. Right. There's all sorts of ways to do that. Um, And yeah, I, I think that's an interesting topic for bootstrappers. Like once you hit something, there's still so many risks that you're exposed to, mostly because um, if somebody with deep pockets decides to come in to the market, um, it is difficult to fight those folks. So yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, yeah, I think we should close this one off. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll try to get back now that we're feeling a bit better. Now that we've come out of our our, uh, our caves, uh, we'll try to record a few of these. Let us know what you want to hear from us these days. You know, you know like I, we're very much just running this business now. And 
if you have questions about what that's like or, you know, what we're thinking or doing, uh, yeah. reach out. And yeah. we have a few new Patreon supporters. Do you want to yeah, read out this list? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thanks always to everyone on Patreon for supporting us, even if we're not recording. <laughs> uh, we have the the Take It EV podcast. Is that the one you mentioned that talks about Tesla and no, know. that's a that's a they've been with us for a long time. Um, okay, yeah, these folks. So we have we have a couple EV podcasts now. All right, cool. Uh, Ethan Gunderson, who I think I know, who used to live in Chicago. So thanks, Ethan. Nice. Uh, if that's the same Ethan, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Sophia Quintero, Diogo, Chris Willow, Mason Hensley, Borja Soler, Ward Sandler. Eric Lima, James Sowers, Travis Fisher, Matt Buckley, Russell Brown, Evandro Sassi, Preti Yumna Schembecker, Noah Prail, Robert Simplicio, Colin Gray, Josh Smith, Ivan Krakovic, Brian Ray, Shane Smith, Austin Loveless, Simon Bennett, Michael Sitfer, Paul Jarvis and Jack Ellis, uh, Dan Buda, my brother, uh, Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young, Brad from Canada, Sammy Schuchert, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta! Well, my and... voice kind of came back there for a second. Oh, there you Did go. you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally, Kyle Fox from GetRewardful.com. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.